Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair's senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair's senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. On this week's episode of In the Limelight, we are discussing Serena Williams's fantasy fairy tale wedding. Oh, I cannot wait. Also, after many requests from our listeners, we're discussing Meghan Markle's rumored retirement from Suits, which I think is the closest thing we've ever come to covering a funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but first, uh, Serena's wedding. Josh, did you realize this was going to be such a huge affair? I don't think I did. I mean, I guess I was aware that they hadn't been married yet and that there was going to be a wedding at some point in the horizon for like Serena and Alexis Ohanian. And is that how we say his last name? (laughs) But also when I heard it was going to be on a Thursday night, Thursday night to me is when you book, you know, if you're doing a party. you can't afford Friday night, right? (laughs) Yes. And like when you also can like, don't want it to be a huge production. So you're like, I'll just do a Thursday and like not, you know, I feel like it has a different connotation to it. Um, I guess I knew she had famous friends, but I wasn't necessarily thinking it would be, you know, one of these star-studded, you know, Vogue slideshow events, which it ended up being. Right, the social event of the season. I also didn't really necessarily... I guess I knew... I knew she was friends with Beyonce and I knew she was friends with Kim Kardashian, I guess, but it was just interesting to me that this was the event that brought the two titans of the pop cultural world together and i kind of love that it was this wedding that like made an affair of that also in the midst of their husbands reportedly or right reported feud i also was not expecting though that you know i guess these slideshows that come after weddings or events where there's like you know 55 slides it's very rare i'm clicking to the end and i was <laughs> surprised at how riveted i was by this vogue slideshow i went through the whole thing twice i've never done that with a slideshow well it was hard not to be <laughs> riveted she changed costumes or dresses three three times, times yeah And also then there was like, it was a kind of an incredible slideshow because I feel like it was a mix of sort of wedding details and, you know, the fantasy elements of this kind of, you know, extremely, it almost looked like a fashion runway. Like that sentiment with the, you know, random shots you'd get of like Beyonce at her table. Um, Right. So it was like the perfect mix of, you know, grandiose glamour with like celeb sightings. And a Disney theme on top of that. Yeah, I was confused about the theme and I know we we need to we need to talk about it because there was like a lot so the theme of the wedding was Beauty and the Beast. Right. And Vogue, who had the exclusive on this wedding, interviewed the wedding planner who mentioned that in the first conversation she had with Serena, Serena said that she loved Disney. So any way she could incorporate Disney, she wanted to do that. But this is my question. When you have a Beauty and the Beast themed wedding, aren't you insinuating that one member of this couple is the Beast? Like, who's the <laughs> Beast here? I definitely had that thought of of all the mo- of all the Disney movies to choose as my theme. Beauty and the Beast... It's just not, it's not, it's it's, it's, it's not doing it for me. Cinderella would be a more fitting Disney movie, I think. But I also read that Serena has a dog named Chip, 
a Yorkshire Terrier who wore a tiny tuxedo to the wedding. But is it Chip after the character in Beauty and the Beast? Isn't there? Oh, interesting. So maybe this is just, this is her number one Disney movie. Yeah, like if everything in her life has been oriented around this movie. Also, wasn't um there was a song from Beauty and the Beast was their wedding song. Um well their first dance <laughs> was to Tale as Old as Time. And I love that when they called the guests into the I guess the dining area after the cocktail hour, the band played Be Our Guest, which was very, very fitting. But for all of the thematic tie-ins with Beauty oh, and the Beast, there were just some incredibly kind of insane details. Let's let's go through those. Wait, I love that. I can't believe how much I'm excited by this notion of playing Be Our Guest when people come in. That's <laughs> Right? That is I'm, kind of I'm genius. into that. It's almost, the whole theme is worth it almost just for that. I'll give her that. The decor per vogue was uh, French ball-themed decor, complete with a gold arch of flowers at the end of the aisle. Long tables covered in lame fabric and lots of surprises. People sat in couches facing the aisle of the wedding, not chairs facing the altar. So I kind of love that Serena knew that like that is the moment people <laughs> care about most, her coming down the aisle. What did you, what did you make of the couches facing in... It was very confusing to me, especially because Anna Wintour was there. So when you look at the photos, it really does look like they're watching. It's like a runway, New York Fashion Week. But I always find it annoying at a wedding when, like, especially if it's outside and it's kind of you're like everyone's standing, sitting in like stiff chairs and facing front, like squinting because of the sun, and then you all like arch your necks back to look at the bride, but you can't get a good view exactly what you said like serena was getting it down to that elemental she knows you just want that one i guess in this case you can take photos so not one snapshot but you want to if you want she she knew the focus was going to be on her look coming down the aisle so i appreciated that i guess also it was a very kardashian touch to have all white couches how many white couches do the kardashians have i feel like there's a warehouse of white couches somewhere oh completely it also looked a little I think because it was couches, not chairs, looked a little Sunday brunch. I can't explain it. It, it nice. almost had this like overly relaxed vibe that was threw me off a little, but it looked very comfortable. Right. And it seemed like Serena was very into it. I thought it was cute. The Vogue write-up included that she and Alex did a choreographed bride and groom dance to Tale as Old as Time. I love a choreographed dance. Right? And then they surprised their guests with New Edition, the band, who played five songs. And the photos, the photos of this especially are incredible because by now Serena has changed into a shorter like knee length dress and she's wearing some kind of white sneaker and they were like when they studded like sparkly sneakers or something okay so here's my question we haven't really we're, we're, I'm sure we're going to get into Beyonce more but Beyonce's at this wedding if you're Beyonce at a wedding do you feel like you you know everyone wants to hear you sing right, right. like but you do, so you do consciously decide, like, I'm just not even going to, do you acknowledge it? Do you say to Serena, like, hey, you know, I, I, I know you'd love to hear me, you know, give a little halo, right. <laughs> but, you know, rendition of halo late night, but I'm just not feeling it. Like, does Serena ask, do you think? 
Or do you feel like you don't want your get you want your guests to just enjoy the wedding? And even though you have the option of Beyonce singing, you're just not going to even go there. I think I think the latter. It seemed like she was very cool and catering to all of her celebrity guests. And so there was a special VIP tent area so guests could be outside but not be captured by paparazzi. I mean, Beyonce doesn't even have to sing, though, to take attention away from the bride. <laughs> if I were Beyonce, I would feel like I just couldn't go to any wedding because I would know people would be watching yeah. me yeah that's true i guess it is like she i guess when you're beyonce you want to make yourself your presence felt as minimally as possible so as not to distract also kelly Rowland was there maybe people would have wanted to hear her belt something out i know um, I <laughs> so so you know beyonce and oh my god and beyonce and kelly together could have done like a destiny's child reunion there's a possibility for that Sierra was there, who obviously has a great stable of hits at her disposal. One, two step goodies. So, you know, there's like, there are so many people there who could have sang something who didn't. So I just think that's kind of interesting. Well, maybe Vogue wasn't invited to like the after after party. Maybe that's when I mean, if I were Beyonce, I wouldn't want to steal attention. But I would also know that I would get away with not getting a gift and just singing one song. Right, right, right. What did you make? I guess we have to talk about this carousel, which confused me a lot. Um, so uh, where did it come from? What does it have to do with the Beauty and the Beast theme? I'm a little confused. At some point in the evening, I guess guests were ushered into one room and they did an amazing decor change. Like it was something you would see in Broadway, like between acts or... yeah. And everybody came back and it was this nightclub. And I guess in, it seems like there were multiple spaces, but I guess at 1.30 a.m. after people had been like really enjoying the nightclub setup, Alex took the mic, said this would be the last surprise of the night and said that he had been told this couldn't be done. But whenever you tell him that in life or business, he takes it as a challenge and he tries to do the impossible. So, Somehow oh, they unveiled this <laughs> carousel like you would see in a theme park. And I don't know. It must be some sort of inside, not a joke, but maybe they went on a date there. The best part of this, though, is that in the slideshow, there's a photo of Beyonce in this plunging <laughs> V-neck gown sitting side saddle on one of those like plastic horses. And someone I saw a funny tweet that was like uh, it was it was a photo the photo of Beyonce on the horse and it zoomed in on the horse's face because it looked like I mean it wasn't a real horse it was you know made of whatever but it the, the expression the horse has it's just funny it, it looks as though the horse is freaking out that Beyonce is riding it <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah and it's like it's just it's funny. Also, Tina was there, which we haven't really talked about. God, there was so much at this wedding. Did you see her dress, by the way? She looks incredible. And I love that she oh, no, went with some color. Up. Ooh. I like that Tina... You know Tina's going to post. Also, I like that you always know Tina's going to come through with the documentation on Instagram. It's It's kind of this, I would say, a dusty pink color. One arm is long sleeve. The other is lace i would say and there's this amazing ribbon on the lace sleeve side i'm doing a really terrible oh job but she God. looks it looks like something she would wear to the oscars it's a full-length gown very oh wow it's incredible it's incredible it's um i'm a little the shoulder <laughs> the shoulder <laughs> embellishment i guess 
there's a lot happening. It looks like uh, it's coming alive. It seems like very Texas. <laughs> it's really great. I think she had a great time. I feel like she had more fun than anyone at this wedding. I would I would imagine. Oh, I didn't realize Genuine's Pony played while the carousel came out. Oh, they th- they thought of every it. single touch at this wedding. They really did. Okay, and also I love that this is an all one of the only things that there's only two things in this outline of that Julie has in all caps. One is that Tale as Old as Time was the first dance, and the other is the sponsored Gatorade recovery station, <laughs> which really excited her. Um, which I actually n- noted too when I saw the slideshow. I loved that recovery station. And I love that they, I feel like it was some sort of stipulation that Vogue had to include it in their slideshow. <laughs> yeah, like when we, yeah, I, I, we know how that goes. I think, <laughs> I think it also looked very, though glam the the recovery station <laughs> i didn't Did know where it? you know uh, yeah i mean it looked nice i wasn't i it. don't know if i were them because they had like the plastic bottles of gatorade out i would have i don't you would have just like, gone. gatorade chalices oh i see what you're saying it looked a little like low budge little low budge it also is worth mentioning that in spite of the theme beauty and the beast all the tables were named after tennis tournaments that serena has won I loved that, but I also feel like it's confusing from a thematic perspective. It's a little confusing, but so were the couches. I think we have to, there's this kind of great photo of, so Kim and Beyonce, as we just mentioned, Jay-Z and Kanye, their respective husbands, uh, are, you know, haven't spoken in a while, famously so, uh, after having been quite close. Kim and Beyonce never really, though, seem to have ever gotten along well. And it seems like a constant source of frustration for Kim, I would say. Definitely. But what do they have in common? But I love this description of that they, uh, I guess, stood together in the VIP area at this wedding. And they were there were hellos, hugging, and they even shared pics of their kids. Right, which seems a little difficult because I read elsewhere that cell phones were banned. So maybe... Good call. Because I was about to ask you, do you believe that that actually happened between Kim and Beyonce? I mean, I wouldn't put it past Beyonce, one, to have one of those crazy carpet bags like Mary Poppins has, carpet clutch where she can pull anything out, including <laughs> like framed photos of her children. But also I feel I feel like they must have had to make small talk because they're both too conscious of the constant attention on them to not at least do pleasantries because they wouldn't want to make it into more of a thing right also really dying to know who tmc's source was here was it someone working the wedding it's like kelly roland (laughs) yeah (laughs) kelly roland calls tmc like as soon as the wedding's over um no i agree i don't know i think I, I guess I don't see them. And you can see in the pictures, they're definitely keeping their distance. It doesn't seem like they are the type to, you know, they're not getting on the carousel together, if you know what I mean. But right. I think they're friendly. I think it's almost worse. You know, when someone's like just so fake friendly and it's almost worse than if they're ignoring you, I feel like that's the stage they're at. And then we almost really had the confluence of every single interest we have. Well, wait, one more point is that I love that Serena and her husband sat on gold thrones. And I love picturing the point in the evening where everyone has to figure out where they're sitting. Because I feel like Beyonce would automatically (laughs) assume that the throne was there for her. Isn't it just so crazy to imagine, like, 
I don't. I know. I don't know. I guess like some of the, some celebrities, it's like not that hard to imagine them in the context of a wedding or something. But like Beyonce and having to seat her at a table next to someone, I just feel like you can't imagine getting your table seating and then you sit down and Beyonce is at your table. Right. Well, just her doing like, all the normal things at a wedding, like <laughs> waiting in line for a glass of Chardonnay. Or do you think she? So apparently, I guess we had you had to check your phone so you couldn't take photos. You really think she gave them their her phone? I feel like she doesn't have to take part in rules like that. Right, it's like the priority boarding thing. She gets <laughs> she like I feel like they look at her to say like give me your phone and she just looks back at them and doesn't say anything and they just like move on. <laughs> Cuz like you know, even Kim, I feel like I don't know if they took Kim's phone either. Right. And did you see the photo of her being driven into the venue with a sheet over her head? Kim or Beyonce? Beyonce. Like uh, that's a little much to me. Right. No. It's true. Uh, Okay, but so my, my other favorite th- part of this wedding is who wasn't there, which is Meghan Markle, who is friends with Serena. And Serena actually did a few posts for the TIG, rest in peace, uh, before it went defunct. And I think they legitimately are friends. Like, they both talked about the other in interviews. Right. I looked back. They played in some celebrity flag football game <laughs> together in, like, 2014. <laughs> Apparently, that's where their friendship began. God, who knew at that stage that Megan would end up becoming as famous as she was? From flag football, from having to do, like, flag it football. It was a DirecTV-sponsored <laughs> flag football game. And now she is, you know, dining with the queen. Megan was supposed to attend the wedding, but this is one of the weirdest things ever. The quote that they give about why she didn't attend the wedding. We have to find it. It was really passive aggressive, I thought. So she's still filming suits and we're going to be getting into that more shortly. But the explanation that was given for why I guess she wasn't able to make it, it says... Megan was supposed to wrap by the end of Wednesday because the wedding was going to be on Thursday. But for whatever reason, she ended up having to work Thursday morning in Toronto. So I think that's why she didn't show at Serena's. But that for whatever reason, I feel like I can't I can't tell who they're critiquing there or who the shade is being thrown at. I think it suits. I think it was Megan frantically calling Thursday or Friday morning after she realized this really was the wedding of the season. And and through her like voice distorter, she's saying they. I think she's blaming it on the producers because, in oh. all honesty, what suit scene requires more than like two takes? <laughs> well, also, she was supposed to wrap at the end of Wednesday, but for whatever reason, she ended up having to work Thursday morning in Toronto. Something weird went down, like. They de- someone was trying to like act out some sort of grudge or something because it just doesn't make any sense. Like su- this is not Mad Men. Like right. su- suits, suits can like deal, you know. And she and she's missing the chance to. If Beyonce, Kim, and Megan and Albin at the same place, I would have been on a flight to New Orleans. I think I would have quit right then <laughs> and there. I would have broken any contract. Yeah. Just, can you imagine the opportunity for Tina Knowles and Meghan Markle to make small talk? I just don't understand. I just don't understand. If she wasn't already annoyed enough about having to still be doing suits, this is the final straw where I feel like she just is like could not be more over it. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, this is a pretty seamless transition into our yeah. Next let's talk. So let's talk about Megan. So we we haven't had a chance in a bit to check in on her, and I feel like there's been a lot going on. We got a lot of like tweets and Instagram DMs last week, which was totally made sense that we'd already recorded our episode after the news came down that officially Megan is leaving suits after the end. <laughs> I of, love you say it came down, like it came down from the heavens. The like heavens a, sky, a sky rider up above in the air, like <laughs> like who gives us our Meghan Markle news. I, I, I think we talked about this maybe last week, I can't remember, but it's kind of weird that it became such a story I thought last week because I thought it was very clear that she wasn't going to be re-upping after the seventh season, but everyone was acting when the reports, like, she's now decided to leave the show. Um, right. This isn't like she was on Breaking Bad or what's a current <laughs> Yeah, or like, or like, or like, or, or deciding not to do Big Little Lies season two or something exactly. like that. They're acting like this is, like, going to crush all of our, you know fantasies it says if megan decides oh yeah and us had reported a month ago if megan decides not to come back for season eight the show will keep going the show will still keep going if everyone else signs on she isn't the main cast member on the show and quite frankly everyone already thinks she's not coming back my my favorite genre of like anonymous tabloid quote is definitely any quote about megan that relates to um like her acting or just like anything about her sort of like fame level i feel like there's always so much kind of like subtext to everything about her and like no one can quite say point blank what they want to say so it's always in this kind of subtle way and i think it's great anyway julie are we are we surprised by this i guess the answer is no but do my question is do you think there's anyone in her life who was telling her not to quit or do you think there was ever any moment where she thought you know hey maybe i don't want to give up this show her body double was the only one telling her not to quit. <laughs> right. So this body double who I'm obsessed with, Nikki Bursick, she posted an Instagram with of her and Megan side by side. And she said, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor being here. <laughs> she wrote this as if she was, um, you know, like Natalie Portman standing on Black Swan or something. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor being your stand-in for the last two seasons. By the way, best thing that could have ever happened to Nikki Bursick is Meghan Markle dating Prince Harry. Wrote Nikki Bursick, a six-year veteran of the show. Probably never even spoke to Meghan before, but like is using this now for all it's worth. Though I've been on Suits USA for six years, the latter two has been my most memorable. <laughs> was that when she was just her stand-in? I don't know. Wishing you all the happiness in the world, Bella. So is Bella the nickname for Megan Nikki has for her? Is that what everyone calls her? Or does that just mean beautiful in Italian? Ugh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I recoiled. Julie has never made an expression of more disgust. And get ready for more expressions, Julie, because then come the hashtags. So then she posts <laughs> Nikki Bursick's Instagram is like the only thing that's gotten me through November. Okay. It says it says red heart, champagne glass, like those those emojis. These are the emojis. Okay. Then the following hashtags. Hashtag you deserve it all. <laughs> 
So, like, the implication there, like, you deserve what? Like, snagging the prince? Like, it's kind of a weird... An Oscar? Right? <laughs> just... You deserve it all. Which now I'm going to hashtag all my texts to you. And uh, also, is this just some <laughs> elaborately constructive guilt trip on Instagram for leaving the show and, like, putting Nikki out of work? I don't know. You deserve it all. Love her. Great cast and crew. Actress. <laughs> It's like, why is actress necessary there? Suits, season seven, filming, TV, set life, then the film camera emoji, and then hashtag LL leap, which is like, I'm dying to know what that means. It should be noted that Nikki Bursick is not some like 45 year old <laughs> mom from the Midwest. She yeah, should know she's... how to hashtag. I don't know. <laughs> You deserve it all. Love her. That's what I'm like. I that's gonna be the captions of all of our and the limelight instas from now on. But then, <laughs> but then she clearly got a stern text from Megan because immediately after she posted this hashtag laid in gushing tribute to Meghan Markle, her page immediately was made private, so you can no longer see it. Ooh. But of course, also why? Why can't? Like Nikki just shout her love to Megan from I know, tops. isn't it kind of crazy that like uh she is it's like uh, the CIA or something. It's like you like God forbid one mentions Megan Markle on Instagram, like they immediately come down on you. It's a little much. Like she should be able to post her friend on Instagram. Right, agreed. Friend, I guess, is being used loosely there. Because you said after this, Megan's Nikki ain't getting any responses from Megan. Um, well, I know what I'm doing after this podcast. I'm going to try to track down Nikki Bursick's contact not... info. <laughs> oh, yeah. we should... oh, Nikki, we would love to have you on this podcast. She'll have to go into witness protection after <laughs> she comes on. But like, it's going to be so worth it. Okay, then, God, there's so much Megan to get into. I, I love this whole drama, too. So this woman, Ruthie Henshaw who is like a big time UK, do you know her, theater actress? No. Um, she's like been nominated for five Olivier Awards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the I UK the UK Tony. So she basically said, don't do it, Megan. She said, so she dated Prince Edward for five years, the Queen's youngest son. And she, I guess, decided ultimately not to stay with him because she didn't want to give up her acting career. Uh, so she's like a perfect example of like a Meghan Markle situation. And she gave a quote where she said about Meghan, it should be about love, not duty. And I think Harry and Meghan could work and be rather wonderful. But the issue is whether she has to give up her acting. And she's a very successful actress by all accounts. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do. Very kind of Ruthie. I do very. think I do think she will find it hard. It never would have been an option for me to do so. My career is my first love and such an important part of who I am. I would have been very unhappy. What do you make of this, Julie? I do you, love and, this. And do, and do we think Megan took it in any way to heart? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. She Also, who reported this? Was this like the Daily Mail? <laughs> I just love wow. whoever tracked Casting down this person. on even the what? I just love that they tracked this person down. Ruthie? Yeah, uh, I think, I think, I think she has a, I think she has a new book or something coming out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I do like this kind of feminist standpoint perspective. But she clearly has never seen suits because if she had seen suits, she would be like, uh, 
It's oh, yeah. Fun. she Ruthie will be singing alongside Catherine Jenkins and Alfie Bowie in the Bravo Cruise of Performing Arts next May. Um, also, fun fact about Ruthie, she captured the interests of the Queen's youngest son while strutting about in a leotard in a production of Cats. I love this. Was she playing a cat? <laughs> I assume I've never seen cats. Wait, I'm going to find this out do they right all, now. Do they all play cats and cats? I don't know. I don't know. This is so <laughs> sad that we don't know if there are any humans. I don't. Th- I think in cats, everyone's a cat. Um, but I love that Edward fell for her playing a cat on stage. I mean, I want that to be like the next season of Feud or something. When she was cast in cats making appearances as jemima demeter griddlebone and grizabella i guess she, she played <laughs> must be cat names grizabella jesus i am just i kind of am obsessed with ruthie also she got smuggled i put smuggled in quotes because that's what the daily mail uses she got <laughs> smuggled into buckingham palace when she was with edward apparently Oh my gosh. I, don't, I would read this chick's memoir. Yeah, like she needs to give I okay, but my feeling is I mean, so she's been nominated for five Olivier Awards. She's doing really well. She's been on Broadway in the US. I think Megan maybe feels differently about her acting career. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> okay. We're in agreement there. But gosh, th- these Megan items keep coming. This one, I don't even know if we need to really get into it in great detail, but I just think it's so weird. This, this is m- so weird. <laughs> so this morning came a report via, what is it? I, I think, think it's it was the Sunday. Metro, which yeah. I want to give Metro a shout out because each day now they do like a timestamped <laughs> running blog of Meghan Markle news so with like was- live <laughs> updates. And I love that they do it at like 11.59 a.m. And this was one of the updates. So apparently... Harry's ancestor executed. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's like not funny. It's just so weird. Megan's ancestor. So ten, ten, ten. <laughs> I don't even know how to like like talk about this. I'm like at a loss for words. <laughs> ten ten generations ago, Henry the Eighth was reigning in Britain, and. A man named Lord Hussey, first Baron Hussey of Sleaford, attempted to overthrow Henry VIII. He orchestrated this plan. Henry had him beheaded. His wealth and land were taken away. Ten generations later, it turns out Hussey is the great-great-grandfather of Captain Christopher <laughs> Hussey, who would become one of the founders of Nantucket, which I visited for the first time this past September, my personal connection to the Meghan Markle legend. I love Josh's (laughs) parenthetical here. Really tough to predict the turns of this tale, huh? I know, like Nantucket getting brought in. So 10 generations later, in Christopher's family, Thomas Markle arrives, who's Meghan's father. So Meghan is a direct descendant of the founder of Nantucket, who himself is a descendant of this Lord Hussey who tried to kill Henry VIII. So, I, 
want to commend whoever it was that went through the family trees to find this connection. This is really it incredible. Is, it is work. a wild piece of reporting. Like this is a Pulitzer worthy story, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> and my biggest thing with something like this is what do Megan and Harry like say when they see a headline like this getting into their Google alerts? Right. Do they like, text each other? Do they snap the headline? Yeah. Is it like an LOL thing? Is it a back to, you know, the episode of Stranger Things we're watching? Like, does it not even phase them at this point? Like, I mean, it must be kind of bizarre. Like, imagine dating someone in like places are literally running, including Vanity Fair, a story about how your ancestor executed the other. I feel like, oh, by the way, I feel like they should have an Antucket wedding. <laughs> that I would, would be... love that. That would really make it easier for our commute. It'd make it easier for when I, t- when I get to go and sit at their table with Beyonce and Tina Knowles. I don't know. I'm just really, I, don't, I think we're both kind of speechless at this story, but what do you think of it? <laughs> I just, I You're just, I you're just taking in it. the reporting, yeah. I know. I want to see if there's any commentary about it, if there's any kind of statement. You know what's so interesting about these and Megan stories too, and Harry as well, that you, you're never going to get, like if there's a story about Jennifer Lawrence or a story about you know, The Rock or someone like that. They're, you, you know they're going to be at a red carpet soon where they're going to end up having to comment right. on it. Megan and Harry don't speak to the press, so you never really know. It's, right. always, it's always just kind of interesting. Like, like, are they aware of this? They probably are. Who really knows? We're never going to find out. I know. So let's talk about holiday plans for them. Well, so, just, I guess Kate has offered prematurely if Megan is to go out there for Thanksgiving. She said that Megan's wife or Megan, sorry, Megan's mother, Doria, is welcome to stay with her and the family at Anmer Hall. Really? Which is, I guess, her and William's country home in Norfolk. The oh, insider wow. added that Prince William has a lot of empathy for Megan as See, this is clearly, okay, not a trustworthy source. As she was once in the same position, the source said she was a bag of nerves the first time she did Christmas with the Royals, so she knows exactly how daunting it must be. Right. Um, I could believe Kate doing that. That seems like a nice gesture. I was more, su- I was more surprised that, according to E! News, they are not going to be spending Thanksgiving together. But... She, the Suits actress and Prince Harry's leading lady, is going to Los Angeles to spend Thanksgiving with her mom, Doria. Early next week, Megan is planning to find LA, which is the same thing. But I feel like that, you know, E, e- News knows something that specifically makes me feel like it's true. Well, I was planning on leaving for San Francisco <gasps> on Thursday, and I definitely can't now. Wait, you have to stay in LA now. You have no I choice. I have to find, I know. So my mom, sister, and brother are out here visiting me. And I have to really channel Megan and think, where would she take her mom? God, probably to like the organic, is there like an organic farm that, you know, has inspirational chalk drawings and it's like driveway. Um, <laughs> I think you have to figure out where they are. But Megan going to Thanksgiving, going to LA for Thanksgiving, potentially going to London for Christmas. But this brings us to, I think, our last note here, which is that they're still not engaged, which I always forget. I kind of just like think they are. Well, they're um, still not engaged publicly. And it says in, I guess, us, while Megan may not be wearing a ring or formal engagement announced, it's fair to say they're as good as engaged now. Is it fair to say that, though? I feel like it isn't. 
I don't think it is, especially... I guess I think we'll know at Christmas. Yeah, I don't know how we'll ever find out. But let us know. I'm curious what people think she should get. They should give each other for the holidays. Agreed. Josh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I'm going to Boston. And I have no nothing really exciting planned for my holiday what about you you're going to san francisco yes after i find megan markle in los angeles well we hope everyone has a wonderful thanksgiving and that does it for this week's episode Woo, what a, what a sentence Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In The Limelight to further discuss these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. I'm at Jay Duboff. We also are on Instagram, In The Limelight Pod. This episode was produced and edited by the wonderful Jordan Bell. Thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you next week. And until then, you deserve it all. <laughs> <laughs>